Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listen in the Black Cast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listen in the Black Cast. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listen in the Black Cast. Don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass, I'm kissing. Listen in the black cast. Click subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listen in the black cast. On this episode, it's Jean Grey talking about the things that she say. So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listen in the black cast. Met this girl, she smiled in my face. Black cast in Chile to my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listen in the black cast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Black cats on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't trippin'. Listen in the black cast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Litho. Listen in the black cast. Oh yeah, that's the black cast. It's on the ghost twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV, that's right. But that guy, Christian, you rock! Alright, several Texas had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show. This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt. His trusty co-hosts Will Sterling, Jeff DeRay, and sometimes the lovely Zia Anderson, and less occasionally, Lindsay Floyd. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Ah, good afternoon, everybody. Oh, wrong show. Uh, this Literally, as soon as I hit the button, uh, this uh, leaf blower started outside, but that's all right. Welcome to... The Black Cast, except no imitators. This is the official Black Cast. Uh, welcome. Uh, I, as always, am the Blatt in the Black Cast, uh, except for that one episode you guys did without me. Uh, Christian Blatt. And uh, down below, for those watching on video, is uh, Clark Kent is here. Uh, Will Sterling, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, guys? And uh, Jeff Duray. I have this hilarious joke. Okay. So I'm going to ask you how you're doing, but when I do it, copy me. Okay. What's up? <laughs> Go. What's up? <laughs> I do love What's that. Up? Oh, that, that definitely takes me back. Um, and I, I, I want to, I wanted I, to be in that pitch meeting. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in that pitch meeting, Will's that guy was probably there. You know, and he probably told them to go a little bigger with the what's up. But um, I don't want to be left out. And this is only of, of impact and interest to our video listeners. Um, I, I've done other shows this way, but this will be the uh, first black cast that I do where I try to fit in with you guys. Whoa. Where are my glasses? Whoa. <laughs> Look what at these nerds. That? Huh? How many what nerds we got do? here? How long have you had those? A year. Oh, so you've, been, you've just been willingly walking around without good vision. You're, 
their reading glasses, but, uh, you know, and, and when I originally had the prescription filled, they're like, Oh, do you want to add this, uh, extra like blue light thing for uh, spending a lot of time in front of a screen? I'm like, how much time do I really spend in front of a screen? And then I spent like all of 2020 in front of a screen. So, uh, I've got, I got new glasses on the way, but, uh, I did, I did like three or four shows and there's the day that actually we did the, the, whatever the last black cast was that we all did together, the Christmas one. I did a bunch of other shows that day and I had such a headache the next day. I had to like go back to bed. So, uh, I'm, I'm trying to wear them a little bit more when I do shows. Uh, in any case, uh, great to see both of you gentlemen and for everybody who, hung in there for the break waiting for our new episode uh i'm so sorry to uh disappoint all of you uh because the conversation we're going to have uh is not about the uh highly suggestible figure who had mind control over all of washington dc and possibly the entire world uh that would be wonder woman 1984 uh which i still want to talk about uh next week but we had this day put aside and it just seemed uh, silly to talk about it today. Not that it's not very important, especially to uh, the Black Cast Nation, but I think it's important to point out that that is not this episode. Uh, and you think it's too late for Donald Trump to take back his wish? It's never too late. Okay, he'll right. never renounce his wish. Yeah, no. but that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, his 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 wish was long ago denied. Uh, when his his father just didn't let him have his wish to be a real boy. True. But in any case, uh, so this is uh, going to be us uh, talking a little bit about the world. And we know how popular those interviews, uh, those uh, episodes are that we do when we talk about uh, politics and things going on in the world. Um, if uh, Twitter's to be believed, we lost uh, half of our audience when one person gave up on the show after uh, 409 episodes, I believe it was. So... We're ready to lose the other guy. Uh, so, uh, Dominicus Saxon, Matt and Casey, David Hines, we're prepared for, unfortunately, we don't want any of you to go. We want all of you to stay. But uh, there, uh, there have been people who, you know, saw this, that episode in question and were like, yeah, I'm going to skip that one. I'll see you next week. I'm like, yeah, that's probably fine. So if you don't want to hear us talk about politics, uh, then you probably won't want to do this. I think it, transcends politics a little bit on some levels but uh i especially a lot of people find me and find this show because you know me from uh the the dennis miller show or the dennis miller option and what i will say about dennis is uh how right around the beginning now probably by the end of october he's like yeah i'm not talking politics anymore there's uh there's no win and uh there have been a couple of days that have been uh, some pretty solid reminders of that and uh, I would say uh, January 6, 2021 was the ultimate, like, yeah, imagine having to, uh, you know, t whatever you think about it, talk about it the next day. And, you know, when you're 67 and you just sold your house for $50 million, like, do you want that headache? <laughs> you know, uh, all stuff in the news. Um, and, uh, you know, kudos to uh, our pal Larry O'Connor who did uh, two live radio shows during uh, all of that uh, I, uh, and uh, his uh, his wife Meredith who was lovely uh, posted about him having to do that but so we're sort of more doing it as um, casual observers don't don't come for the the uh, fair and balanced reporting that uh, you've come to expect from uh, OAN and Newsmax because uh, we just don't 
we just aren't smart enough to bring that to you. But I thought it would be odd to talk about anything other than that right now. And uh, I just want to start off as I do with, oh, let me get the plug in. You know, we, we for a long time had a show called The Trump Report. That show's name now is Biden Time. And you can also, thank is you. Really? Yeah, that's the reaction we want. Biden with Biden. Yeah, Biden Time. And you can find that on the uh, Blackcast YouTube channel. Uh, exactly. It works on multiple levels. So uh, I, and I always like to sort of start off shows like that with just a big picture reaction, overall thoughts. Uh, so I would like to uh, yield my time and, and the chair recognizes the distinguished gentleman from Massachusetts. Uh, you yeah. have five minutes. What, five minutes for what? I'm, what <laughs> no, it's just just the way it works. You know, you can yield back any of your time. You could actually okay. be done now if you want to. Well, first, I want to ask you guys a question. So, I mean, it's only ever happened to me when I've been in the Northeast, where it's like the climate changes, and then the area right above my eyes gets like super puffy, and I'll like wake up, and it's like my eyes look like they're barely open because the top area is just like so puffy. And then I've had these horrible migraines lately. So that's what's been going on in my life. Anyway. Yeah, the, 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 the same thing happens to my vagina lips when I'm in a cold climate. So I, I can certainly relate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did. I did hear someone tell me that it was pussy litis, but I <laughs> didn't want to buy that. No, um, no, no, no. Second. When you described, uh, when you you talked about Dennis not wanting to talk politics, I just like had a juxtaposition of that like uh, St. Louis couple, and uh, <laughs> Dennis just being like, "I tried to hand slim the fifty, she said no, and I said we're out of this joint like the Israelites out of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> sell, sell, sell. This is Wall Street, man. Uh, I don't know. I like their bottom that that was Dennis, right? So that Dennis, but that Dennis, I can't, it's, it's like a little bit like this. Oh God! <laughs> I love. Like, I, hey, 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 Slim, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I can't do a good impression of him because I was never around him long enough. He's like, <laughs> by the time I got to the show, he was yeah. like minimum where it was like he was like, I want to see how few words I can get paid for. Yeah, no, at that point, at that point, we were using the AI of him and uh, we had actually uh, run out of words that he'd been programmed to say. So that's why so much of the show was you good, because that was actually one of the only ones we had. <laughs> so we would just we would just start a phone call and then eventually, you know, we'd have like a you know three minutes and then we would just hit that and move on to the next one. Um, but anyway. With all that fun aside, what do you think, uh, Jeff? Just overall thoughts. We've had the the night to sleep on it. What did you think while it was all happening? And uh, you're probably, even though we're, you know, obviously all glasses nerds, I assume you probably hadn't put on the news to see the uh, the certification of the Electoral College, which I was watching, expecting a different level of craziness uh, when they cut away to talk about all of this. So how did you find out? What did you think while it happened? And what do you think now, uh, a, a day later? So don't judge me. I found out when you said, now we're going to be talking about this. And I went, oh, better look at the news. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit, you know yeah, we'll talk I about that. I love that. that. That's my favorite answer. <laughs> so you're like, wait, why? Why wouldn't we talk about Wonder Woman? Did they? Did they put out a third? Did they put out a third? 
what happened now? Great. Wait, is Wonder see. Woman 1985 out now? And we're going to talk about that instead? Way better. Way better year. <laughs> Far less. Hey, what about Wonder Woman 1969? Anyway. Sorry. That's not a very 2021 comment. Uh, I mean, for, I've watched a bunch of coverage. It's it's kind of uh, sad. And it's, you know, watching the, the news coverage is just like, I see them reacting to things. And I think that there's a lot of legitimate points being made. But I'm also like, none of this is going to get through to the people it needs to get through to. So I don't even know why we're doing it anymore. You know what I mean? So uh, specifically, it's like, you see news reports discussing how like, ah, what a slow and horrible response. Like there was no mass police response there. Like there had been for any BLM protest, which is totally true. And it's horrible, but it's also like, in the back of my head, I'm like, cool. So wait, am I supposed to be endorsing mass police presences everywhere? Like, well, I don't, obviously what happened is beyond deplorable. Obviously just hearing the way even uh, Republican senators were like calling in and describing situations like that woman who got shot in the neck, right? Oh, that officer's going to have to live with having done that. Whereas over the summer, we're watching people get run over by cars and then literally never hear about anyone being held accountable. So what the fuck is happening? Like, why am I supposed to care about someone who's a military veteran who's stupid and crazy enough to barge into and take the Capitol and try and bust through a, a window when someone's pointing a gun at them and she died for that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, obviously the easiest way, you know, and not to marginalize or make light of the fact that uh, this woman was shot, uh, the safest way for her to have not been shot would have been to stay out of the Capitol building. She could have been out on the steps protesting. Also, once she got into the building, what she should not have been doing is trying to crawl through the broken window into the room where uh, some number of the 535 most powerful people in the country were, because that's where she was. It was the room. So that's why she got shot in the neck. And uh, yeah, I think that the officer who shot her has to live with that and also has to understand that in that moment, uh, th this was a, th I didn't know what level of threat this was. You know, these people walked in, they didn't, they didn't, uh, Hey, as we storm, we're going to go ahead and walk through the metal detectors and you'll see that we, we don't have any weapons. Uh, so they had no idea what they were dealing with. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, there's a lot of focus on that incident and I'm surprised that only one person died, uh, from either, from any side of any of these. Well, yeah, three people died from medical emergencies. Like somebody had a heart attack while he was on the phone with his wife. Uh, it was, and she had like told him, please don't go to Washington DC for this. This guy from Alabama. I don't know the other stories, but I assume the other two are like that, you know? So this is the only, it was only the one woman who was shot. So, um, but before I we there was uh, a video of some other guy getting like shot in the head, falling off steps. Was that just like exactly? I don't, I don't think that person got shot. Ah. Um, but you know what? It, it could be, but that, that's what I have here. Uh, in any case, um, will, uh, before we go into any of the, the minutiae specifics, I wanted to get overall thoughts from, uh, from will and, uh, important to point out before we get to will that, uh, Sam Whitfield joins us. You haven't lost me, but he does have the word yet. So, oh. uh, he's 13 Working minutes on. in, but, but, uh, Sam Whitfield, I now introduce to you your favorite liberal, William 
Jay Sterling. I feel like in general, uh, I'm sort of almost at a loss for words because this should be considered unequivocally terrible. The fact that already, uh, anytime something horrible happens, to watch people justify horrible things is like so now sickly funny in a way that I, it, I, we sh it shouldn't be funny. We shouldn't be laughing. There shouldn't already be memes about this thing that happened just fucking yesterday. Um, th to think that people, the biggest thing, I was thinking this last night because I had a long conversation with a friend. To know, and I always use this as an example, that there was once a Republican candidate not long ago who was a former POW who was in the camp for seven years, who was given the opportunity for early release, who said, no, not until everybody else can come out, got out, lived his life as a fucking decent human being. By the time that man was pretty elderly and was going head to head with Donald Trump in terms of uh, rhetoric and discussion, his party had given up on him and was embracing Donald Trump. It, everyone's calling John McCain a rhino, all these other things back in the day, right? John McCain was kind of one of the last people I feel like who was pretty outspoken about standing up to Donald Trump as a Republican. What it is about Donald Trump has nothing to do with the Constitution. It has nothing to do with freedom. It has nothing to do with America. This love for this person is not about uh, pride in the country. It, it's an opportunity to seize this nationalistic behavior, this individualism that's me above all, this is what the country, this is what I deserve. This is what I'm owed. And this person is going to help me take it by any means necessary. It's ironic that they also have that perspective against other groups who would use the term by any means necessary. Um, that out of all the opportunities of people to pick for strong leadership on the in the Republican Party, this man who was on record many times calling Republicans idiots. If he ran, he'd run as a Republican because they're stupid, um, admitting to sexual assault, not giving a fuck about religion. So much evidence flying in the face of people who are so desperate to be validated in their desire to enact taking advantage of other people the way that they had been taken advantage of at some point in their life. I don't believe the people who are ride or die Trump, this fucking crazy that they would storm the Capitol. They're so lost beyond it's not patriotism. That's fucking insane. It's absolutely nationalism, bordering on this sort of fascist kind of bullshit that to be surprised that they even got this far. Seeing this yesterday, I was like, I'm fucking not shocked. It's, a, it's horrifying. But he's been sowing the seeds of doubt of, of, of the election of 2020 since he was elected. Calling like he he lost the popular vote, but he became president and was like, no, no, no. I can't let this go. I have to find a way to have won both. Like, bro, you're already well, the president. When, when he lost the New Hampshire primary to Ted Cruz, he said that's not possible, uh, that he felt like that election was fixed, which, by the way, in, in hindsight, it is hard to imagine anyone losing an election to Ted Cruz. But to the to your point, that was always a thing. And, and for uh, for months leading up to the election, I, I always referred to the moment of Citizen Kane when he's running for governor and he has two newspapers uh, prepared, two, two front covers. One says uh, Kane wins and then the other one says fraud at the polls. So there were only two options. Either you yeah. win or there was fraud. Absolutely. There's not. So, you know, uh, 
the I think uh, Gettys was the guy who ran against or whatever the case is. You know, it yeah. wouldn't. It, there was no cover that said Hillary wins. You know, right. <laughs> so it right. was like that's what they were prepared for. Yeah. And in this case, it was like, you know, and and I and he clearly thinks that uh, Joe Biden is a much lesser candidate. Uh, and and in in terms of a, as a campaigner, he certainly was. But uh, you know, uh, Dr. Larry Sabato, who we used to have on the radio show a lot, who I follow on Twitter, he's uh, he's the head of the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia. And uh, throughout the campaign, he would always say, "Polls are not votes. Polls are not votes." And uh, you know, I mean, he's right because you know there were these some of these crazy polls of like Biden up by like fourteen yeah. percent, and. What I what I would always think at the time is that rallies are also not votes. So that's great when you can draw 20, 30,000 people. Right. But those are people that were going to vote for you anyway. Yeah. You didn't get new voters by having all of this. So thing, go ahead. I feel like that my friend last night kind of echoed the sentiment. And I was like, I, people refuse to accept the loss. We've talked about this for a long time, right? He's not taking his loss yeah. as well as he could have. But he's the, not taking his loss right. as well as he could have. When Hillary lost, like, were a lot of people like crying and sad? Like, yeah, I guess you could make fun of those people. But there was no world where it was ever going to reflect what it was. Instead, a bunch of women specifically got together and had a march. Peaceful protests, nothing got fucked up. A lot of people spoke. It was great. They didn't storm the fucking Capitol. And the fact that None of, again, none of this has anything to do to, to me with these kinds of people, with Donald Trump and with the elections. Everything to do without the, about the opportunity to get out into the world and fucking cause mayhem and destruction. These people want to fuck shit up. They're not interested. It's the same way that like anybody who is looting during any BLM protest. They're like, stop the madness. There shouldn't be destruction. There shouldn't be looting. It's like, yes, again, these are not people who are reflective of the movement. These are opportunists. Only this time we saw them seize the fucking Capitol and start to yeah. steal shit from the Capitol building. Yeah, so, there was a there was a lot of that narrative uh, yesterday, and you know, I mean, I think that uh, some people disagree disagreed with me at the time, but like over the summer, I was just like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm not supportive of people who decide that what they need to do is you know, trash local businesses and then go inside and steal stuff, even though that's the minority. I just like, well, that's not a great way to express your, uh, your anger. And, you know, look, it's less, it, it's less upsetting when they do it to, you know, like a huge store, like, you know, they do it to Starbucks or Target or something You're like that company is going to be fine. But then when it's, you know, small local businesses who then can't reopen after that, you know, but it, it's, completely different as, as to what your point is, Will, than storming through the Capitol building. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, that is not the same thing. And the, uh, there was somebody in the chat when I was doing Biden time earlier today that, uh, kept referring to those people as patriots. And I was just like, no. I appreciated, I appreciated the guy being in the chat. He actually had a lot to say. Uh, he had a very different, uh, viewpoint than the rest of us did, but I did make the point, which I'll make now is those people were fucking terrorists. They're domestic terrorists. That's exactly who they are. And, you know, the uh, other part of the narrative was that, yeah, but there's no way these are all Trump supporters. I'm pretty sure these are all Antifa in disguise. And they're like, look, this guy's on an Antifa website from, from this event. And you're like, well, yeah, because he was protesting against them. Because if you just do a second click and you have like members of Congress that are putting this out there, if you do a second click, you're like, yeah, but he's this guy from this white nationalist website or, right. you know, 
this other guy. And it's like, it, it's, it's, it's very cut and dry. I was talking to my wife about this this morning. You had in the morning, the president spoke to, to his supporters for probably the last time ever to a large group of his supporters. And he said, he basically said, and why don't you go all march on up there and give him hell? I'll be right there with you. Just kidding. I'm going to go home, but you know, in spirit, I'm with you. You know, I, I'm not really going to go up there with you guys. So you had the people that went from this event right there. And, you know, uh, the, by all accounts, the uh, Capitol police and everyone were prepared for this event, but it didn't, it didn't really seem that way. And uh, the, footage of the cops essentially just letting them in. And then there were so many of them and there was video footage inside the Capitol. There was like one cop telling everyone to stop, but there was too many guys. So he just kept running away from them. Yeah. And well, there were multiple cops. And then there was even more people and they were like, okay. And I'm like, and I, and I do think a part of it was when they made the decision that we're not going to try to fortify the building. We're not going to try to keep them out. We're just simply outnumbered. We have to protect these people. You have to protect all the, you know, you had, you had five, five, yeah, well, 535 because there was one open seat because uh, David Perdue is not serving. So, you know, you had those people that you had to protect and that's the room where that woman got shot outside of. So that was what their focus was, is we're going to keep these people safe. They want to knock over some statues. They want to take selfies, go ahead, uh, in which we can talk about that in a moment. But uh, yeah, I think that the idea that they ever got in the first place was the most shocking part. You know? Well, that thing is like President Trump is, you know, the president of law and order. And then when law and order is present, they're like, come on in. Totally fine. Now, could you imagine if these people were people of color, if they were black? Like, what would the narrative be? People would be fucking losing their minds. And, yeah. you know, people would be shot. You know what I mean? More people would be dead. Like, the, I think the most poignant quote that I read that comes from a lot of this is like, we're not asking you to, you know, shoot them like you would shoot us. We're asking you to not shoot us like you don't shoot them. Yeah, I saw that. And it's, uh, I think it's a great way to, you know, to, to sort of summarize it, which isn't, it's not exactly the way that people thought about it, but it's like, yeah, that's really the point. Right. And, you know, you have the fundamental problem where the, you know, the mayor of Washington, DC uh, asked for the national guard, but uh, president Trump did not want to send the national guard. And by everything that I've read and heard since, and I had uh, two of my co-hosts on, I did almost call it the Trump report on Biden time. Uh, I had them confirm the, but the reports that I had seen were that the only reason the national guard was deployed was because they got Mike Pence on the phone mm -hmm. uh, because Trump never actually had the national guard activated. Uh, so they were just like, well, I guess let's uh, call Mike Pence. Uh, so, you know, he, by all accounts, you know, and it's tough when you're, you're, you have anonymous sources from inside the white house, but uh, he really enjoyed watching it. Uh, President Trump did. He it was exactly what he wanted. Uh, and only his kids were able to convince him to post anything, including that video where he went on to say, uh, we know how you feel. You got to go home, but you're very special and people. we love you. Yeah. They're always good people. They're very good people. They're very like, like I'm just like that to think that, Anybody would continue to support this person after he made such a mockery of their party and the history of the country in general and all traditions, which Republicans are very quick to remind us that traditions are important, except when Donald Trump is involved, you're allowed to do whatever you fucking want. It's so clear that these people in general, even supporters in general, are looking for justification to behave however the fuck they want. 
and not have to pay attention to things like giving a shit about other people or civil rights or uh, any kind of social program that could help people when there's a fucking global pandemic. And oops, it's too bad we don't have the taxes like dollars set aside to help people who now are everyone screwed. Like I, they also this idea that like I don't understand. We were ahead in all the in all the uh, the votes, and then we went to bed and we woke up the next day, and suddenly the Democrats are winning. Like what? What? And it was like, yes, those are all mail-in ballots. You understand? Like, where? How come that many people mailed them in? I'm like, well, because everyone's home because there is a global pandemic. Well, but there couldn't be that many. I mean, what? Where? Where are they? I'm like, and, again, they're and, home. And it's also to to use the the the, uh, the most important uh, logic. You know, they're just not that into you. You know, when you when you just take it from uh, the movie of the same name. What were you going to say, Jeff? Uh, I think one of my favorite things I heard on the news was. Uh, you keep hearing all these cries of like these 74 million disenfranchised voters. And it's like, what about the 80 plus million who you're trying to disenfranchise by stealing the, by actually stealing the election? Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because they hold all these events that are called stop the steal events, but the only stop the steal event was uh, what happened at about three 30 in the morning, Eastern time last night when uh, they finally ratified, you know, the 300 and, three or 306 electoral votes like that was the stop the steal event because all the other events are the steal event and well, the fact that ahead. all these republican leaders in in varying states or like georgia when he calls them and i know he didn't specifically say like find some votes but if you like listen to no, but, but he did he said like he, he said like say that find, exact phrase. find eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes i just need to find twelve thousand i just yeah. need to find eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty it's one more it's one more vote it's one more vote because we won by a lot and he's like he's like brad brad so brad what are we gonna do you know there's like a better than not chance that he had put on a fake mustache to twirl and a dick dastardly like tall cap and the whole time just like Muttley was in the background, just like doing his lap. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, he was. He was Pierre Delecto, which reminds me what I was going to say earlier when you were talking about John McCain. Uh, there's one other person who, uh, one other Republican who has been consistently very outspoken, and ironically, he also ran for president. And that's Mitt Romney, who was very consistent uh, in these months since the election, but also uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, and uh, there, there, there's not a lot of them. Uh, you have you have a few more than you than you did before. You had a few more in the evening than you did in the morning. You know there were there were twelve senators already to uh, object to these votes, and then uh, there ended up only being six. And uh, you know, uh, so it's well, it, real, it's, one of the other things I was just going to say about like the fact that all these judges, all these people who were who are actually Republicans who denied all these bids for you know subverting the election. And he calls the Secretary of State of Georgia, who uh, is the, the just the funny part of the other end of that call is just repeatedly that he was like, uh, "Sir, I think you have the wrong information. I think you're getting the wrong." Like he kept telling him that he was like, "I again, I don't think that you are referencing the right information." Like people yeah. can't. If other Republican leaders at the state and federal level are like. Yes, we agree. There's not a whole lot that we can do here. I guess I guess we just got to take the L on this one. Like it, it, the fact that this many people can be like, no, no, no. These are all sleeper cells. All these people are fucking yeah. in together. 
and we got to take back the country. Also, they always dress in like military fatigues and like police state shit, like they're tough. But I'm like, you have the fucking balls to join the military. Like, but you want to play one on television? Like, fuck off, you pussy. Those guys are all idiots. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, to, it was basically their Comic-Con. They wouldn't have it taken away because you had the guy in the, the Viking horns. and uh, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. these are all QAnon people. So in yeah. their minds, this isn't really you have to like, I think what we need more than anything is just like therapy for everyone all oh, the time, yeah, like yeah. free therapy all the time available to anyone always because all these people need it. I need it. Lots of people need it. Like you look at all these people that, that have bought into these conspiracies. It's because they probably just hate their life. Like, I don't know a, a ton about QAnon, but I know enough about conspiracy theory people to know that the majority of them buy into these things because the thing they want to believe more than anything is that they live in significant times and therefore are significant. Like, they feel like they're nothing and no one in a drift of whatever. But if you believe that your hero that you got to vote for and made president that one time is actually this secret pedophile stopping superhero, like then you're significant and you did something real and like the world's more interesting than going to work and coming home and just feeling really lonely all the time. And I think that's why people really need therapy. And I think you see all this anger, you see all this other stuff, you see the taking of the capital. I feel like these are all just symptoms, but the disease is like the loneliness and the sadness people are feeling that leads them to these things. I think the reason we're seeing so much stuff right now is because people are stuck at home and they can't get into their normal escapes from however they're feeling. And so you just, they're just ramping themselves up there's like nowhere to go to let off this steam and then it builds into a frenzy and you're all stuck at your computer reading this chat room of people that feel the same way as you and you're like yeah and then let's go out and fuck shit up and of course yeah let's do that and it doesn't matter the group as long as we don't like cure this shitty sadness that's like really at the heart even getting rid of covid and letting people back out into the world like this is going to be out there that's why i think more than anything it's like we really need to start helping people like caring more and 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 by the way jeff as a public service uh i wanted to help you amend your statement when you said before uh i don't know much about QAnon. you forgot to do your wink wink that uh was supposed to be i am QAnon. i mean yeah. no yeah. Uh, and uh, I've heard this before uh, from Sam Whitfield. The vast majority of Trump supporters that I know don't even know what QAnon is, let alone support it. And by the way, I think that that is true. I think the majority, look, you talked about the 74 million people who voted for President Trump. The majority of those are not QAnon. The majority of those are not people who even were outside the Capitol building yesterday, let alone inside of it. You know, you have plenty of people who voted, you know, it, back to Dennis Miller in 2016, he said, uh, I'm going to be voting not Hillary. And whoever that person is, is going to who I vote for. So there are people who are going to vote whoever has the R next to their name. You always have a percentage of that. And you have the people who liked him, thought he did a good job. And then you have the people who are you know scared about Joe Biden the same way that people were scared about Donald Trump coming in? It's like I just don't want to lose my way of life, 
and you know not any of these extremists so you have plenty of people that uh you know that aren't part of any of this uh and also uh sam did say this much earlier that there was no justification for all this you have a lot of people there were there, there plenty of people who are saying it's like well what did you think was going to happen i'm like well i don't know but not this you know <laughs> this what happened yesterday and obviously uh you know the there's there's a lot of uh there was some there was a post from the FBI where they're saying like we need your help in identifying participants and people who incited the violence yesterday and there were many tweets that uh they did quote tweets and they just had a picture of president trump and they said we'll start here you know because that morning he told people, you know, and he said he was very disappointed in Mike Pence. And there are reports that people inside the Capitol were very specifically chanting and looking for Mike Pence. He had a guy who was in uh, like like military gear and he had zip ties. So they were there to kidnap or worse these elected officials, despite what they tell you after the fact. Shockingly, most of these people were let walk to just walk right out of there when they were done. But uh, you know, when leave your bombs on the way out. <laughs> yeah, right. Bombs they found in the Capitol. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's not, and you know what? I think that they're probably not talking as much about that because they're probably analyzing them. They're going to be able to figure out exactly who made. You know what I mean? I think sometimes when we don't hear as much about that stuff, there's probably a reason why. You but know, just as, a, just as a thought that they would be there in the first place is like, that's scary. That should probably be a topic of discussion to some degree. So, I mean, by BLM protesters, I'm going to be like, they fucking had bombs. They were trying, Antifa's trying yeah. to kill people. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead, Jeff. I want to let you make your point before I bring yeah. another comment in from the chat. My mind immediately jumped to if they find, like if they know who, who laid the bombs and they're essentially not put on death row the same way Jokar Sarnayev was. How? Well, are they going to get a sexy photo on the front cover of Rolling Stone the way they he better. did? Full yeah. nude. In <laughs> full <laughs> nude. Our, our delightful friend, Mary Z, uh, from the old Dennis Miller message board, she says the only people uh, who know about QAnon are liberals. I have no clue who they are. Uh, and look, I do think the majority of people who uh, were, you know, the majority of people who voted for Donald Trump, they have no idea. They hear about it on the news and they're like, well, what is that? Uh, sure. I, I think a year ago, I, I had heard a little bit about it, but not much. Yeah. You know, it's definitely something that, look, it, it's interesting You've to talk about, about it on the news. You just didn't know about it. Yeah. Like, like I went in and tried to shoot people. That was a product of QAnon. Right. Exactly. Like we, I, I'd heard about Pizzagate, but I didn't realize that it was part of, of, of that. Yeah. So, uh, but I will say that it's like the only people who know about QAnon are certainly not just liberals because they were in the Capitol yesterday. Oh, no, no, no. But, so, but to, to both Mary and Sam's point, the majority, like, you know, your, your casual, you know, conservatives, people Which who vote—they don't—they don't know anybody who, knows who know about them. Are liberals has the implication that like it's something that yeah. we invented to sort of like again, it's Antifa in disguise going to the Capitol. I'm like, no, it's just in the news and we read about it, so we, yeah. we just heard. Well, and I think the majority of people who know the most about QAnon are the whatever the 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 twenty to thirty thousand uh, nerds and Viking helmets who were there, and they were they were playing revolutionary war uh and you know the they, dude in the viking helmet's known as like the QAnon shaman yeah so but only liberals they have a shaman. QAnon. 
that that guy is called the some kind of shaman of QAnon. Yeah. The, the guy who, who was in my chat earlier knew who that guy was. Off. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was well aware of who that guy was. So it's like, it's like, you know what? I'll, I'll even concede is like, all right, let's say five to 10% of the people there were Antifa in disguise. And I'm not really conceding, but like, but let's, let's say that's accurate. What about everybody else? You know what I mean? It's not like all these people, you know, they're recognizable people. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think that uh, you have to really know where to go when you want to get, you, you know, there's a, the guy who had the camp Auschwitz shirt. There's another guy who had a shirt, the abbreviation uh, for 6 million wasn't enough, uh, which is referring to the Holocaust. So, you know, these, these are very clearly people and look, they're extremists and this isn't most people, you know, this is, but, but it's the, enough. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a lot that, like you, that you can't like, honestly, I'm like, no, don't let Republicans off the hook on this one at all. The only reason this shit's happening is because you guys are doing what's politically expedient instead of rooting out bullshit like this. Like what's happening now is instead of John McCain be like, whoa, whoa, take the mic back. Don't say that he's a Muslim. They're going, yeah, yeah fucking Muslim. You should cut his head off. Right. Yeah. So no, don't, yeah. I, they need to be held accountable. If the Republican party doesn't take it upon themselves to take pr criminal prosecution against the people that incited this riot, Trump included and other people uh, like then they're the cowards who no longer deserve to have a seat at the table. You can't wow. have a bipartisan system where one side is like, nah, fuck the rules. Right. And the other side's like, guys, guys, come on, please. Like, let's just be cool. Like, no, I'm done playing nice with Republicans. Like fuck yourselves until you clean your shit up. Right. And I mean, all over you in, in, in the house, you had 130 uh, Republicans that voted uh, to, you know, that uh, protested the, uh, it ended up being the electoral votes just for Arizona. And it's about 130. It was a little bit more for, I think, Arizona, but because that took place before this um, and you ended up having six senators and uh, you know, the Senate always prides itself on being a little bit more dignified. Uh, there's less of them. So they're probably easier to to whip, and I don't mean that in the literal sense. But you know, they're more inclined that when you know, you definitely have people that you know McConnell said that uh, you know Mitch McConnell came out uh, after the middle of December after that benchmark and was like, all right, well clearly Joe Biden won, so we're going to have to you know that's enough of this. The president had the right, and he had all those uh, lawsuits that uh, he uh, lost sixty of them, and uh, you know they there's a the argument is that they didn't get the opportunity to be heard but in the ones where they got to they said well what kind of evidence do you have of this voter fraud uh there was the guy who said uh uh you know that there were no election observers from the trump campaign allowed there well what number was it? you know it's like he he used the term non-zero so it meant that there were some but he wanted to say on the record that guy that guy yesterday finally resigned from that law firm because he was just like, even I've had enough, yeah. you know, I'm willing, I'm willing to do legal, like bullshit, double speak and lie for the president. But even I am going to say I had enough. The only person who hasn't had enough really is Rudy Giuliani, who uh, is just as a, as a constant reminder of uh, what happens when you sur surround yourself uh, with idiots uh, who look, I I'm from New York. I was, uh, I, I was somewhat enamored with Rudy Giuliani, especially after nine 11, but, uh, the guys, the guy's a fucking cartoon character. He's a buffoon. What a he, way to 
actually have like a pretty fucking dope legacy that would have really gone down yeah. history, and then just set fire to it all like a pile of money like the Joker and just be like, <laughs> I don't care about anything. I have, yeah. I have no principles. I've got a new J-Anon conspiracy for you guys. Okay. Go ahead. So, first of all, you know that Jared Kushner's father, why he's in prison, right? He hired a prostitute and set up a camera to videotape his Brother sister's husband. Yeah. yeah. So that he could pressure her into not testifying against him for some reason. Correct. So, here's what happened. Trump has some sweet video of Giuliani. Very easy to get, as we saw from Borat, too. Also, in that moment, you can see on Giuliani's face, like, not again. So, I'm just saying. Uh, he does look very fucking exhausted, and just the black liquid dripping down his face. It's like, what are they? It's like, just fucking, it looks like Jack Nicholson in, in Batman, where he actually has the reverse makeup on, and he wipes his face. And <laughs> oh, that's right. He's, he's, like, starting to look like that, where he's just like, uh, <sighs> And uh, by the way, uh, Jeff, you referenced Jared Kushner's father, uh, worth pointing out, uh, pardoned by President Trump within the last month. Uh, I so, did read today that President Trump had potentially considered pardoning himself. That yes, which I don't know the answer on, but I don't know that you can pardon yourself for things you haven't been charged with yet. You know, it's not like you it's get like, to- I just give my, It's like, uh, it's like my get out, get out of jail free card right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, I, I, got, I got this pardon in my back pocket, you know, just in case, you yeah. know, oh, because expect my subway coupon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but you have, uh, you have our, uh, so you have Rudy Giuliani, you know, yesterday during the middle of this, uh, he takes it upon himself to call uh, newly elected Senator Tommy Tuberville and leave him a message saying that, you know, we really need you to delay this thing for a little while. Uh, hopefully get it into tomorrow, late tomorrow. I promise you we'll have more information. Uh, he wanted to delay the process. Uh, and he said, you know, he, uh, one, I, he identified himself as the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, uh, which, you know, and president has been, uh, always been very quick to say like, yeah, he's just helping me out. Um, but Rudy Giuliani being Rudy Giuliani, he left his voicemail on the wrong Senator's voicemail. So the question there is, was he just not listening? Because when you call, you probably hear the voicemail of hi. This is Senator, not Tommy Tuberville. If you would like to leave a message for me, Senator, not Tommy Tuberville. Please leave a message unless it's something incriminating, in which case you should probably hang up. And so whichever Senator it was left for uh, immediately turned it over. And the first person I saw with it was our old pal, Steve Hayes, formerly the weekly standard. Uh, so, you know, it's like if you're if you're going to leave, you know, at least the uh, President Trump's uh, conversation with the Georgia Secretary of State was a live phone call as it happened, you know, uh, and uh, this was just like, I'm going to leave a voicemail that uh, is clearly being recorded where I'm asking for something that is, you know, probably a federal crime. But yeah, and, uh, you know, the fact that they finally reconvene. And I think that, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell was insistent that they finish what they had started last night, even though it went into, you know, uh, what Thursday morning to like 4am or something uh, Eastern time, but still they, they didn't want to wait 
to come back the next day. It's like, no, we have to finish this and you make the point. And I think that's uh, it's rare strength. And there were some rare, some rare inspiring words from uh, Mitch McConnell, who is, is not somebody that I, I usually find myself moved by hearing speak, but uh, he had some, he had some uh, very strong words for, you know, how important it is what they do well, there. Funny uh, enough, uh, let's see who plays Andy in the office. Why am I blanking on Ed, Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Yeah. He did. And I was like, that's interesting. He said, Part of me feels two ways about Mitch McConnell's speech. One, I felt legitimately moved by it. And two, saddened because it's clear he always knew better and did the opposite anyway. That's fair. Yeah, I think I think that a lot of uh, politicians uh, know better, <laughs> but do the opposite anyway. That uh, dude yeah. in particular who has taken every single opportunity possible outside of storming the fucking Capitol yeah. to just be a fucking asshole. Like, there's not... I never get the sense when he makes a like makes a move that it's like not in the best interest of even his own party. It's just like a it's just like, hey, I know I look old and kind of like a turtle, but my dick is still kind of it's a half chub. Do you guys want to see? And I'm like, absolutely not. I we, nobody wants to see. I'm no, go away. Not even not even your wife Elaine Chow, who also has resigned her. Yeah. Her cabinet position. I understand the like the hyper masculinity that people associate with Trump and. And somehow Mitch McConnell and, and all these guys. And I'm like, they're always like, you could have a beer with Trump. And I'm like, first of all, he doesn't drink. And he doesn't look like someone you could have a beer with. Look at his history. I, I think of him more like, wouldn't you want a fucking some dude who could spot you in the gym? You know what I mean? If you've got like, <laughs> you're, benching, you're trying to go for 225 and you're like, okay, one rep max. I got to fucking hit this. Wow. You better fucking catch this. If this crushes me, I need you to pick this up off my chest and give me a hand. Absolutely not. He would let it kill you. So like, yeah. Pick a better candidate, work out, come back next time, and fucking do better. Like I this don't. Is, this is why you should have. This is why you should have been a Paul Ryan guy because uh, he clearly worked out. He would have spotted yeah, you. Right. Everything would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think Paul that Ryan, I say got out. He was like, I got to fucking dip. This is not going to go well in a couple of years. So I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. He's yeah, that's true. You had a few of those guys who were just like, ah, no, this is uh yeah, this is not for me. I don't like where this is headed. And you have a, you definitely have the people that did the about face. You had uh Lindsey Graham speaking on the floor of the Senate yesterday. It was like open mic night. You know, he was like, he's cracking jokes, trying to act like, you know, he hadn't just within the last month also called the Georgia secretary of state and also asked him to find votes that were hidden somewhere. You know, it was just like, wait, you're like the ultimate enabler of this guy, you know? So it's like, I'm not looking for, uh, for hypocrites, uh, anywhere, you know, because, uh, obviously they're, they're everywhere. So you don't really need to look for them, but, you know, look, you had a you had a handful of people who at least understood the gravity of the moment, but then you had the other people that, Look, it, it was like 12, 15 in the morning, East Coast time, and people still objected to Pennsylvania. But yeah. before that, uh, you know, when a senator wouldn't endorse the objections for Georgia and Nevada, uh, you, you heard like thunderous applause because one, that was four hours of less debate by those, you know, <laughs> not and you know, I mean, they, they would have been there till like eight in the morning if, uh, if somebody had object, objected to those. And the uh, look, the Pennsylvania delegation, they feel like this is important uh, to the people who voted for them. They're doing it for their own expediency, despite the fact that the changes that were made to the way that the election was conducted 
passed through a Republican state legislature in 2019, not last year, the year before. So they had plenty of time to complain about it, but then they didn't until uh, they lost the election. And we talked about this and the episode that uh, caused us to lose our one listener. uh, We talked about the fact that it's, you know, Democrats stole the election for Joe Biden, but forgot to steal the the house for themselves or steal the Senate for themselves. You could say that now they have, but I mean, they lost like 40 seats in the house. It was like, they did not do a good job of stealing that election. You know, (laughs) they, they were so focused on stealing president. They forgot about uh, getting any of the other races their way. So it's basically a jewel thief who dropped their incredibly expensive piece of equipment on the way out and are like, shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like you break into the Louvre, you steal the Mona Lisa, you got away. You didn't leave, you didn't leave a fingerprint anywhere. You did it like, like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, but your fucking wallet fell out. So it's right there underneath where the Mona Lisa was. So they're like, Oh, God damn, it would have been the perfect crime if only I wasn't an idiot, which is really what it goes back to. You know, uh, President Trump is not smart enough to have surrounded himself by smarter and better people. He yeah. said he's going to hire the best people, but Rudy Giuliani is not the best people. And that's really the terrifying part of this is how easy it could be for this to have happened. There, are, Look, there are people that wanted this to succeed, you know, the 20,000 people that were there yesterday. Uh, but... You know, you've you've made the blueprint now. And, you know, if you're somebody on the left, you could argue that the left would never do this, but they know how to do it now. They've seen really what it takes. And they're like, well, it works. If you had people who were more efficient and better at their jobs, uh, if you had had Kevin McCarthy as the Republican Speaker of the House yesterday, that would have made a tremendous difference in the way this all played out. You know, Uh, the Senate still would have been the Senate. Most likely, uh, you know, it, it, it still would it would have died in the Senate is basically what happened. But you now know how to steal an election and uh, you got close enough where you're like, well, great. Next time we'll get it right. And uh, I mean, I think that's somewhat, you know, there's a lot of terrifying things from yesterday, but that is like ultimately that's the legacy of it is, uh, well, what if they do it better next time, whether that's 2024 or, you know. 2036 like you know the the next time where somebody tries to steal it what do you think jeff well i I, one thing that was in my mind uh is just like coded language which i know trump is supposedly notorious for right and i noticed something i don't know if this was from his speech yesterday but specifically talking about our beautiful republic right whereas everyone else is talking about saving our democracy he's talking about our republic And I mean, I'm not a political expert, but I always thought the difference between the two is like the idea of a democracy is about we all vote and our votes all together are what make the decisions. Whereas a republic is you vote on an elected official and their votes are what we all have to do. So it's like he's instilling the idea of like, well, I'm in charge now because you said I was in charge. So now I can do whatever the fuck I want. I don't have to represent you anymore. And like continuing to code these things into people's minds is what's going to lead us into some kind of autocracy if yeah. it's, if it, they're successful in their next coup attempt. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, that that's the sort of thing that, uh, you know, that you just, you look at it. And I mean, even people who, like I said, maybe would have liked to have seen some way that the election could have been overturned for president Trump. Well, it didn't work, but what if, 
you know, next time that's what happens, you know, what if it gets overturned for Biden's second term, you know, or it gets uh, overturned for, you know, Mayor Pete running for president, you know, I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of those questions and Melania uh, Trump 2024. <laughs> well, she, I don't care to you. That's her. <laughs> that, well, you know, would you, she isn't eligible to run for president, unfortunately. Uh, Not if he pardons her on the way out. No, it's because she's a foreigner. <laughs> yeah, he pardons her foreignness. <laughs> well, now, th now that's something that makes sense. He's like, I'm going to pardon my wife for being a foreigner. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, there, there, look, there were a few people who I think uh, handled yesterday uh, admirably. You know, I had some su surprising uh, compliments before for uh, Mitch McConnell, and uh, Sam was quick to remind us that he's cocaine Mitch. Absolutely. I know, like, literally nobody likes this guy, you know, on, on any side. It's just winning re election. Well, no, the people in Kentucky like him because you always like your guy who like looks out for you, and he does. So that's that's really all they care about. You just you just need to be liked by you know fifty point zero one percent of the people in your home state. That's really all you need to uh, succeed. Uh, Can I pitch him like a TV show to boost his popularity? Call it Old Age Mutant Political Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, and the um, what I was going to say was that I thought that, uh, you know, put in an incredibly tough spot. I thought that, uh, you know, Mike Pence handled uh, yesterday very well, uh, clearly telling the president the day before and reiterating that morning is like, you know, I can't do the thing you're asking me to do because one, I it's not like I'm not able to, you know, I, it's, it's it's one I don't want to. But, you know, I heard somebody very intelligently describe his role yesterday as the person who opens the envelopes, at the Academy Awards. You know, that's really all he was there to do. And, you know, he couldn't refuse to accept anything. The other people can object, but he can't actually be like, no, I don't like this one. I don't like the way this is read. That, this, uh, you know, this is this is Times New Roman. All right. I I only take uh, I only take Ariel. So I refuse this one. So. Uh, and you know, I think that, uh, he just made it very clear. That's like, you know, he's even like, we got to get back to work. And he literally had a target on him for that whole day. And all, it just, this is the one time he went against this guy and look what it didn't, it, everything that went before didn't matter. And you have people who are very proud supporters of president Trump who are even saying today that this one day really undid all of the the good that he had done before. So whether you think he did anything correct before or not, those people are just saying like, well, this is your legacy, you know? And I'm sure somebody took a picture of him with his feet up watching, you know, on OAN, watching the, the footage yesterday, you know, his feet up, probably had the, uh, the KFC double down. He doubled his double downs. Oh, man. That would have been... <laughs> Smart decision. No, he likes, <laughs> he likes hamburgers, though. I would think that he, he would. does like hamburgers. He but... looks like the fucking wimpy from from Popeye, who loves. Who would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger to do? His body shape is exactly wimpy from Popeye. It's so I never thought of that. So yeah, wimpy. you know, I have a, I have a, I have a somebody that I know from AfterBuzz uh, 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 is is always she always posts about like we can't body shame him. It's not right to people who have, you know, uh, their own body image. Yeah, those people aren't Donald Trump. Well, that's what I'm like. Yeah. But it's like, 
Sure, but that's the stuff that's going to bother him, you know? Like, you that's know that. Like, I've always been like, if I were to run a hypothetical campaign against him, all I would do is make fun of him for not working out. And I would just be as buff as I fucking could and be like, why don't you come meet me in the gym, bro? Let's see what happens. Let's yeah. see if you write legislation fast enough with those weak little hands yeah. and those forearms. Like, just, you got to pick at his – I'm not saying, like – I'm not trying to body shame him for being overweight. He's just weird looking. He's like a – like – he his, his no chin, his hair, everything about him is just like oh, like a cartoon to, character of Rudy Giuliani. It's the to, same for him. To be fair, I am body shaming him for being fat. But to your point, that would be the campaign. It's like, look, yeah. this is what he, this is what he looked like ten years ago. Right. Look what he looks like now. This is what he's going to do to the government. He's right. just going to make it bloated, and right. gross, and just covered in grease. You know, look at, and then look at formerly Fat Will, and look at Will now, swole. Looking yeah. sharp, got a fresh fade, maybe a mustache. Every once in a while, I just shaved it off. Sharp Sometimes. glasses. Come on, me versus Trump. Let's go, hands down. Yeah. Hey, by twenty twenty four, you can run for president, can't you? You're right. You're right. I can. Okay, we're gonna You're start right. the campaign now. Only, we if to- Only if Sam Whitfield is my campaign manager. He has to be a campaign manager for me, so he's Same. running a liberal campaign. Sam Whitfield, will you uh, be the chair of Will Sterling's campaign? Now, just remember, Will's campaign is going to be all liberal policies. But will you still will you still chair the uh, the the campaign? You know, that's really that's a question. So that's that's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> Will's going to open the Gore Vidal Institute for Super Gayness. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that it's Gore. Oh. I think I think you mean uh, gender fluidity is probably what you're referencing because uh, I wish I understood that joke because I have no idea what that means. Isn't Gore Vidal the guy who was always arguing with William F. Buckley uh, when they had their famous debate back in the? So it's like basically the beginning uh, of the crossfire. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a um, documentary, the the best of friends or the worst event, whatever it's called, and basically about Gore Vidal and William F. Buckley and how they basically were arguing about the same shit we're arguing today. So just when you said you were going to be super liberal, I just thought you would open the Gore Vidal Institute for Super (laughs) Kings. I can't get out without laughing. We center, you know, we can say all things and uh, late breaking news, Sam Whitfield, I'll do it. So, Will, um, okay. uh, get the exploratory committee. Or get swole. That's going to be the best. I mean, how great yeah. is that going to be? Yeah, 24 is when America gets swole. And it's just going to be like the United States, but it's just going to be a fucking giant arm like that. Like fucking <laughs> I, I honestly want to ask the people for whom this, this was it. What did you expect from a man who entered the political stage by very blatantly lying about his question about the legitimacy of another sitting president's like place of birth? Yes. Yep. What did you yep. ex- He came into the stage lying about something we all knew was horseshit. That what it, where where was it supposed to go from there? Look, I think that the fundamental question, uh, it goes back uh, four plus years, the success of Donald Trump would not have been possible if it weren't for how much people hated Hillary Clinton. You know, I mean, she and was, Obama. she well, yeah, but she was the one on the ballot. And I know, you know but you're coming off the heels yeah, of all this, like, yeah, we're but, 
one of the the most divisive figures in politics uh you know and you can say the same for trump now but it was like you know the appeal in 2016 certainly made sense oh here's this guy from the outside uh he you know he's gonna drain the swamp and by the way this swamp has certainly gotten swampier (laughs) four years i mean it's swampiest fucking taint that has ever been swamped like this is going to the Everglades and not showering for like a solid month and then reaching your hand in between the nuts and the butthole and pulling up and being like, look at Washington now, motherfuckers. How about the back yeah. of your hand? No. That's what this was. This was Donald Trump's strategy. He arrived at the swamp from Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing started coming out and he just started pissing on him and he said, yeah, this will get you out of here, right? Fucker. <laughs> I don't think a good guy, though. I would hope that something could effectively join, drain the swamp because he's just, you know, only he needs to hang out in the swamp. He's Swamp Thing. You know what I love uh, about Swamp Thing is that, uh, you know, Marvel has the character Man Thing who is basically, you know, it's it, it's the Hydrox to Swamp Thing's Oreo cookie. You know, it's just <laughs> like, it's like, hey, but what about this guy? <laughs> it's an more to Aquaman. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, no, look, I mean, uh, I, 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 although we did this on the show and Namor was created in the forties, but nobody gives a shit about Namor. No, but didn't he come first? Isn't, Probably. didn't we get to the bottom Probably. of that? Shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I know it's going to hurt you to say that, to hear this. Nobody gives a shit about Aquaman either. Says, what about Captain Marvel? What about the rest of the world who spent over a billion dollars watching it in the theater? Okay, to be no, fair. No, no. I'm yeah. talking about the other Captain Marvel. Oh, you mean Shazam? No, no, no. The other Captain Marvel. The, My you, point is that there's a lot of Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, I, you mean you mean Monica Rambeau, who mm-hmm. will be uh, appearing on WandaVision on Disney Plus one week no, from tomorrow? I mean Marvel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, Sam Whitfield agreed with me, so he gets his comment on the screen. Trump wouldn't have made it if it weren't for the sheer hatred of Hillary. Yeah, I mean, I think that if, uh, well, if that had been Biden, but Biden was uh, shamed out of running in 2016. You know, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what Hillary had on him, <laughs> but uh, it was like you are not running. That was he, his son had just died. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with my theory because it's less sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, so, uh, oh my God, another comment. He loves my glasses. Thank you, Sam. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say what Dennis would say, Sam Whitfield, you hitting on me. Cause it's cool. I mean, I got no problem with that. That's fine. I just want to make sure that I know what's happening. He's the first applicant for Will's new Institute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hall of justice. Uh, that that's what uh, what what will would open anyway. Uh, so I don't I don't know what the future has. I don't know what the next two weeks have. You have a uh, you have a lot of people that are saying that twenty uh, third. Well, you have people that are saying that Mike Pence should uh, invoke the twenty fifth amendment, and I would just say that in the same way that he wasn't the guy who was going to use the certification of the electoral college to uh, overturn a democratically elected president. He's also probably not the guy who's going to take the mantle of president in this way. Uh, but he's like, I could run in 2024 and I might. Well, 
I'm pretty sure I'm I'm sure that was the plan in 2016 when he signed on as as the running mate. But uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't even want it. Why not? Like, let's just do it. Just pull the ripcord on that. Kick him out. Spend two weeks as president. Just be like, I mean, you got to put a painting up of me somewhere. At least I got this. <laughs> like, he's old, you know, you can't. I mean, he's not that old, but, you know, you never you never can be sure. Yeah, no, it's true. What were you going to say, Jeff, before we... Uh, I was going to say, to repeat a joke I emailed to Will, uh, is it regular irony or Alanis Morissette irony that uh, Trump may be the one getting locked up at the end of all of this? I think that's regular irony because Alanis Morissette irony is 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife, mm. you know? Which, I mean, you could probably do some decent cutting with 10,000 spoons, you know? So it's, you know. It's like a gelatin type thing. You just need a spoon anyways, right? Like a key lime pie or like a flan. Flan. (laughs) Flan, flan. Flan, flan. Flan. Uh, Well, I I don't know. I'll be interested in seeing, uh, you know, what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, You know, here's what I hope happens in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely nothing. That's that that I think is uh, is is what I'm looking for. But uh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, thanks to uh, everybody who humored us uh, again this week. But I promise the next week I can't promise because what if the world gets even fucking crazier? But how could it be crazier than yesterday? But I feel like I just jinxed it. As you say, I just jinxed it. You know, uh, I feel like the next time we get together, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman uh, 1984. Uh, hashtag WW84. Uh, that that uh that'll be that'll be fun to talk about uh which uh you know i i saw outside of the home i saw it theatrically uh driving theatrically but i still saw Was it that like better i don't know because I, I didn't watch it at home so i only know the way i saw it i watched it um, on the projector and that was that was fine uh, yeah yeah i can imagine that would be cool so we'll we'll talk about that next time and uh i think that uh i appreciate uh, everybody who uh, chimed in in the chat and uh, everybody is watching and all the all the tweets that we get afterwards from uh, from people who have uh, decided to uh, re- withdraw their patronage from the black cast. Uh, we had a good run. I, I, you know what? Even losing the other guy after 409 episodes, I was like, you know, he hung in there way longer. Oh, than no, he he's listening. He's still no, listening. no, no, no. Hate listens are a real thing. People That's like true. to make themselves more angry. Yeah. They listen to oh, they hate. You, you, I heard you wanna, that from Howard Stern's private parts. The, the hate listening? Yeah, that's true. That, that You mean the movie is private parts or his actual private parts? No, his dick was talking to me. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds about right. I actively hope that he listens to the motivation report just so he can demotivate himself. That's how much <laughs> he listens uh, to everything positive I have to say. He's like, fuck you and your positivity. It makes me more negative. I'm like, yes. Uh, speaking of uh, hate listening, uh, I had the thought uh, a little bit earlier that uh, when I read that the uh, my baseball team, the uh, New York Metropolitans, as uh, the great Apu uh, characterized them, uh, at, when they made a deal uh, earlier today with the uh, Cleveland Indians uh, to get basically two of their best players, uh, I immediately, of course, thought of... Paul P who is from Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, I was just thinking about like, he was I, there yesterday at the Capitol. You didn't see him in the twilight makeup. <laughs> like I will stop the lifeblood of, of everyone in Congress. Yeah, no, he wanted to go, but even those guys were like, no, we're good. We don't, we don't, we don't need you, Paul. 
He's like, but Tom Cruise keeps himself young by drinking baby blood, guys. It's a real thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, no, that's all right. Um, I wish there was a video of Steven Crowder at the stuff yesterday. He seems like he'd be a really good, like, you know, calming presence in the storm. Yeah, uh, that was. Did you uh, see that guy tweeting at you? Uh, what it was like your reaction to something someone said. And then some guy tweeted at you where he was like, yeah, Christian, prepare for the storm. And I went and looked at his Twitter. Big mistake. <laughs> real, real fucking nut job. So be careful about whoever that guy was. We yeah. did talk about this because I tweeted about this. And it is fucking true. Talking about beware the storm. Uh, yeah. A storm is coming. Yesterday was the ending sequence of The Dark Knight Rises. The fucking oh, yeah. shot for shot, the same goddamn thing. Minus there being a Batman and a Bane. But it was like, I was like, oh, cool. I guess we're, life imitates art now at this point. Like, we're having this insane, weird siege fight on the steps of the fucking Capitol building. I'll give the Capitol building to you, Gotham. I picture Bane Trump, though, so I was like, yeah, just like you're doing yeah. Bane Trump all wrong because this is how Bane Trump goes. I don't wear that mask; it's for queers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does get the, it does get the letter Q in there, and that is a coded message. So you see, there. Can you Donald Trump is like, I won't wear the mask. I'd rather have the pain and look real cool in front of everyone. It, it really was. I'll go to the hospital real quick. It, yeah, it really was reminiscent of The Dark Knight Rises, though. And I know I sent you guys the video that, you know, it turned out was from June, but Batman showing up on the scene. And uh, it just made me laugh because you had just posted that. And, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, surprising, I didn't realize he was watching, but uh, Daniel Beck congratulates me on the Mets trade. Uh, yeah, they have an owner who spends money and is a fan of the team, which is something that they haven't had in my lifetime. So uh, it's very, very exciting. Yeah, it's easy to be excited. Uh, but what will be even more excited, yeah, that was smooth. What will be even more exciting is on our next episode when we talk about Wonder Woman 84, uh, it'll, uh, it'll be soon. And uh, just uh, look for it. Or if you subscribe, it'll just show up one day, one day next week. You'll just have it. Uh, but if you want to see us, uh, just follow us all on Twitter. Uh, well, you don't know if you can follow Jeff, but you're not going to really get much information out of that. You know, but do not it. Worth it. no, Jeff, I would like to get you a CB radio or something equivalent to that. I think that's how people should interact with you. Breaker breaker one nine. No, <laughs> I got to get out of the house. Like, People come to the door and I'm like, I got to hide behind this. I don't want to talk to anyone. Well, that's why we do this, because at least you're talking to someone. Um, but uh, both Jeff Duray and Duray Jeff are out there. Maybe just scroll back through the old timeline and look for some uh, some forgotten uh, jokes. Uh, Will Sterling at Will Sterling underscore. Um, can you apply for the not wonder not underscore if that guy hasn't used it or it just doesn't work that way? Uh, I don't know if it works that way. Um, I should look back into it. It was an older man. It looked like he had grandchildren. So I should really just put the pressure on, especially if I'm going to start up, ramp up my 2024 campaign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't have the underscore. Yeah. 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 Your first task, get get the, the at Will Sterling and, and strong arm in, into giving me that, that Twitter handle. That's yeah. 
Lineman. And uh, Daniel asks if Mets fans are going to have a parade like Padres fans. Uh, I wouldn't put it past us, in all honesty, Daniel. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, although you know, not 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 this year. I, I guess this isn't the time for parades. Uh, as always, you can follow me at Christian DMZ, Twitter, Instagram, and if you're watching this on YouTube, or if you're not watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Blackcast YouTube channel, B L A D T C A S T. That is where you will get Biden time. Thank you. Uh, and uh, next week we will have the triumphant return of uh, Marvel Movie Talk where we're going to spend the next nine weeks as kind of an after show for WandaVision, which uh, premieres next Friday, January 15th. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and uh, tune in tomorrow for the uh, season finale of our Star Trek Discovery after show because it's the actual season finale. Uh, that would be weird if our after show took the season finale like a week or two before. I'm like, no, we're good. We just don't want to keep talking about it. Um, although there's shows I covered that I would have done that for. But anyway, uh, we appreciate uh, everybody who uh, hung in with us while we did it live, everybody watching now, and we will see you next time on The Blackcast. Have a nice day and listen to the damn show.